what are the keys to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? And so I want to kick off with Brad because Brad Long, this uh, from PRMI, this is your main ministry focus. And um, I'd like you to kick us off in this direction. Uh, Grant, thank you. I'm, I'm Brad Long. That's under Zeb Long, which is my first name, Zeb Bradford Long. Um, and I'm the executive director of Christian Reform Ministries International. And for over 50 years, our focus has been on the praying for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but really praying that Christians will enter into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And the baptism with the Holy Spirit is that immersion into the work, the entryway into the uh, work of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit falling upon us in power to equip us to be witnesses to Jesus Christ. And uh, I believe that we are at a truly astonishing time, a new epoch, a Kairos moment. I noticed in some of the chats that you were talking about a Kairos moment. I believe it is a Kairos moment in God's great plans for pouring out wave upon wave of the Holy Spirit. And we are seeing this happen. And what we are about here is praying for the next great wave, uh, which has already begun. And a major part of that is seeing born-again Jews, born-again Gentiles, us as the entire body of Messiah being brought together. And in fact, I'm convinced that uh, when Yeshua spoke to his first disciples, uh, at, uh, you know, when he told them to wait in Jerusalem, he, he brought the different elements of the, this empowering work of the Holy Spirit that is essential for us to fulfill the vision he gave us, the mission he gave us. And there in Acts, you have Jesus, Yeshua saying, wait, they're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's that entryway in which we're praying for. The other is the disciples say, well, you go this time, return the kingdom to Israel. <laughs> And uh, he doesn't say, no, he's not going to return, restore the kingdom to Israel. He says, you need to be filled with the Spirit. You need to have the Spirit falling upon you. And right in there, you have the dual work of the Jewish stream and the Gentile stream intermingling. And I'm convinced that what's happening at this upcoming Pentecost, Ashaviot, will be us praying in this great wave of the Spirit that is advancing the kingdom of God to all nations. And a crucial, a core part of that will be uh, those of us, in fact, right here with Grant and Holly and me, me from the Gentiles, I'm wearing my one new humanity outfit. I've got my cross on, and, uh, but also my yarmulke. Uh, and when they put the yarmulke on me, or Messianic rabbi laid hands on me and put that on me, I said, do I need to take the cross off? He said, oh, no, you leave the cross. And so that right there is a symbol of what the Holy Spirit's doing, is he's truly uniting us, Gentile, Jew, together. And what is more, it's happening 
worldwide, globally. Um, I, I do a lot of work in China. There's a great move taking place there. Africa, it's worldwide. But at this come, upcoming Pentecost, I believe that we are at a true Kairos moment where we are praying for and stepping into the next great wave of the Holy Spirit that will make the fulfillment of the vision of the kingdom of God possible in the completion of the Great Commission. Man, thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Um, Abner, in your teaching session uh, this last week, you spoke about a reset. Can you expound upon the, the context of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Uh, thanks, Grant. Great to join with you guys. Uh, reset, uh, simple definition of reset is just to set again and to see differently. And I think when we're talking about outpouring of the Holy Spirit, uh, reformation, what sustains that, uh, we're not reinventing the wheel here. It's actually just practicing biblical truths that sustain an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, sustained worship and prayer, uh, church built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, equipping of the people for the work of the ministry, uh, pursuing um, what God has told us uh, uh, beyond the difficulty that we face. So when we're talking about outpouring the Holy Spirit, Reformation, uh, there's an, th this is the greatest time to be alive. There's an open door to receive everything that the Father has for us. God's not withholding anything from us at this time. It's just on us to position ourselves correctly. Uh, Jesus taught us in John 3, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So it's, it's, it's not that God is trying to hold our vision. Is this, we will, will we adjust to God's pattern for the earth and, uh, the better able we'll do that in our weakness, the better able we'll be able to facilitate what God is doing in the earth. So while, while we're, we're talking about the biblical things that you just mentioned, um, the old wineskin in the church is really only operating on two cylinders, whereas <laughs> the Lord gave five cylinders you know, uh, in which to release the church into the works of the ministry. So how does that reset? And, and uh, anyone else that, that wants to add to the panel or, or come into this uh, question, how, how, do we, how do we begin to think about this transformation taking place? When you say two cylinders, are you talking about like uh, the fivefold ministry? Is that? Pastor and teacher. Oh, Primarily. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of, that's, that's a loaded question there, but um, I think that the, the, the clear Ephesians 4 revelation understanding there is that if those ministry gifts are not operating within a context of the, the body of Christ, then believers will be deficient in representing Jesus to the world. So how, how do we do that? Uh, you got to have. You just have to have leaders who identify their need for that, and we 
we move beyond the place of simple good communication to actually an intentional focus on really equipping people for the work of ministry, holding people responsible, establishing new models. Um, the gathered community is important, but it's just that the gathered community it goes beyond. It's, it's that push. I, I think really to back up for a minute and I'll, I'll leave here. I think we have a larger challenge uh, for the body of Christ, especially in the Western world. And it's this, that uh, we have done a really poor job of teaching people a biblical worldview. And we have many leadership models based rooted in a Babylonian system, which we add God to. So I'll leave it there. <laughs> so we have foundational structural issues that I think that need to be identified. And it's not that, not, not that I, I have all the answers, but it's, it's not that complicated. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, Joan Rob, please uh, introduce you. Thanks, Abner. Uh, Joan Rob, please introduce yourself and your ministry focus to, to everyone. Um, you have an international prayer ministry, which is just uh, really touching the, the four corners of the world. And um, uh, I, I've noticed two main two main focuses in your ministry and one is obviously to reach the unreached and the second is to begin to re-include the children and awaken the children into the to the uh in into the part of the church can you speak to that related to the final outpouring of the holy spirit yes indeed uh good to be with all of you dear friends many of you um, um, I, maybe I could just start with the fact that, uh, for many years I was with a humanitarian agency after serving as a missionary, and we were driven to prayer in the midst of war zones, totally desperate situations, terrible atrocities, horrors, and it drove God's people together, Christian leaders from all the denominations. And we did 2 Chronicles 7.14. We took it literally, and we saw the hand of God come in, bringing an end to impossible conflicts that could not be solved. And he would bring peace, but he would also bring spiritual revival among the Christian leaders. And so we were like, we were like kids with new toys. We didn't realize that the Lord would do these kinds of things anymore. We were astonished to watch the wonders of God in answer to desperate prayer, humbling ourselves, seeking his face, turning from our wicked ways as the body of Christ, and learning to identify with the sin of nations. So we would confess, we would weep, we would sorrow together over these horrible things that were going on that gave the devil a chance to come in and destroy. It was out of that experience uh, that <laughs> uh, we began to see the power of children's prayers. And uh, I was <laughs> completely blind to that before, even though I was a father and I'm now a grandfather. But we began to see how uh, God would use little children to minister even to political leaders, to pray over them, and they would break down and weep and often 
God would give them a, the children a word, a prophetic message. And so we got converted to the power of children in prayer and intergenerational prayer as also being key to revival. And if you look back at the history of the great outpourings of the Spirit, often children got it before the adults did. If you go to the Moravian revival, the Salesian revival, the Wesleyan revival, and I'm sure that was the, if you do dig deeper, you would see there are children in every great revival. So we began to uh, see this, and the Lord spoke to me so strongly that he wanted children in every prayer initiative that we do in the International Prayer Council. I serve as chair of the International Prayer Council, and we, it's been mainly just a learning experience because we're all kind of children in this realm. So anyway, I hope that helps. Uh, to just kind of give a little background. Amen. There's one other thing, uh, Grant, if you mind. Uh, you know, a lot of times with regard to revival and the outpouring of the Spirit, it's like we're waiting around for the Lord to do something. I, I really agree with, with what Abner said, that we need to position ourselves. He, he, and Charles Finney wrote a whole book called Lectures on Revival about this, that we need to position ourselves. God is ready and willing to do it even right now at this minute. He will pour out his spirit if we will meet him, if we will seek his face, if we will get in the position where he can pour out his spirit and we can handle it. And we've seen it happen over and over again in these desperate situations where God's people come together seeking his face. He will do this, and he will come into the room, and you'll just feel like something is completely different. You're just in the presence of God, and you dare not say anything at that point. It's just a holy, holy, he's taking charge. He's the MC now. <laughs> so anyway, I'll close off at that point. I think Grant, you're mute. You're muted. John, one other point, uh, just briefly. You're you're um, you're very you're very focused on um, the unreached, reaching the unreached. Can you just talk to that for a moment? Well, that's actually, uh, you know, for many many years, I was involved as a field missionary, and then had a heart for mission mobilization for the un unreached people groups, the groups that have not had a chance to hear the gospel. You know, that almost 5,000 people groups on earth, cut off by language, by culture, and religion, false religion, and uh, less than one Christian per thousand people. And often we forget about them. And the Lord said, pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth the workers. So the prayer piece, it's so important to pray for these groups. So we're trying to connect prayer and mission, kind of like the Moravians did. If you've heard about the Moravians and how they went out as missionaries, but they began with prayer. And so we're trying to do that through the International Prayer Council, right this month, Go 2020. This week, this day, Global Outreach Day to this very day around the world, Christians are praying for and reaching out to at least five people that they know or that they're concerned about. 
and also the unreached people groups. We've tried to get people to adopt them and pray for them. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank you, John. Um, yeah, just uh, just a couple of weeks ago with Jason, uh, John uh, and, and Jason for the IPC had a call uh, with intercessors uh, from oh, so many different nations, uh, senior, senior leaders really coming together and there were I, I think hundreds and hundreds of thousands on on that uh, that prayer call so we really need to pray for for the ipc's ministry because it has a, a an effective reach it's reaching intercessors and locking intercessors uh, uh between israel and the nations coming together as one um to mobilize us into a greater prayer focus so that's uh, something very significant thanks thanks uh, thanks john uh stephen Nagy, please uh introduce yourself uh when uh i just want to ask you as you come on screen um uh just uh i have um stephen is uh, a 24 7 missionary connected to ihop eastern gate in cranford new jersey with uh, pastor gary crawford and i Stephen, I'd like you, as, as a 24-7 prayer-focused person, can you please speak to us about the need for the local church communities to gather and unite with the 24-7 prayer houses that the Lord is raising up all over our nation and all over the world? Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, Jonathan. And um, as Grant shared, I'm a missionary with International House of Prayer, Eastern Gate, IHOP, Eastern Gate. And, uh, you know, there have been prayer ministries um, that have been birthed um, over the years. And we see that for hundreds of years, even thousands of years, that, that prayer vigils, 24-7 vigils have been part of, of history. And we know that... Um, for a lot of the great revivals and that have and great awakenings there have have always been this forerunning spirit of prayer going into the region contending for that place um prior to uh what the lord was doing and and uh, i touched on this a little bit when i shared yesterday but the lord is looking for partnership and we see it throughout scripture we see it outlined we, we we know the passages joel chapter 2 second chronicles 7 beginning with verse 13 when god shuts up the heavens um there's there are some things that he will bring through his mercy and love and an outpouring but so much so often he's looking for hearts that are fully his that's what he says in second chronicles 16 9 and and in Second Chronicles chapter seven, we see that there are these these conditions. He's like he's looking. If you humble, if you pray, if you seek, if you turn from your wicked ways, you know, then these things will happen. He's going to hear. There's going to be not just prayer, but it's eligible prayer. There's effective prayer, as it says in James. Um, he'll forgive and he'll heal our land. And there is. We see it. the the nations The nations are are raging. the the the, the enemy is just um, can, is just stirring up us against each other. And I feel like, you know, um, Grant, that 
you talk about the the key to to like the connection of the one new man and um and i just see that even in the spirit of adoption that families would have natural children and adopted children and i saw israel and the gentile nations coming together and i feel like two keys for revival for holy spirit for partnering with his heart in this place of prayer um are unity and humility a united humble front uh move of our hearts together and it, and it requires laying down things that we could be doing now that we're wanting now to to say god lord if i'm willing to let go of 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 these things that i want to do the the ministry that i know you placed on my heart but maybe i'm not moving in it right now but god will you will you give me what i don't deserve down the road would you give me what i'm what would, would i would you put in me a heart that would contend not just for me not just for the next generation but for for generations of revival you know i believe that um you know s stadiums with christians uh and and filling them and everything like that and i've heard all the prophetic words i think they're great but honestly my conviction is stadiums filled with christians isn't revival that's just a bigger church meeting we 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 want to try to set up these events to spark the 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 to get us to a place of a greater outpouring and a greater pursuit and turning back to the lord but revival isn't an event revival is what births and causes the event the stadiums will be filled when there is a turning back to the lord i believe that it will be the fruit of our obedience is that that our, our as we pursue god and love and humility and unity amen so stephen but if you can there's a real need in our country right now for the church yeah to connect with the prayer ministries that the lord is raising up often these prayer ministries and the local church are separate and if you ask me in the reformation part of the tithe should in, is part of the tithe is for uh, the priesthood and should include uh, those that are running prayer houses. And actually, really, if you think about it, the prayer houses should be funded by the local church. Can you speak a little bit to, to the need for that um, uh, transformation to come as part of this reformation? Absolutely. Um, well, just real briefly, um, when you look at the the tribes of, of Israel, when the Lord set up priestly ministry, we, we found that um, the, the Levites didn't have land because they couldn't work the land and, 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 and work in the temple or work in doing the, those, those duties as, a, as, um, as the tribe of, of Levi. So what the tithe, the 10% the of each of the 11 tribes went to the tribe of Levi primarily. So there's sometimes a, um, an impoverished spirit that can come onto a, a spirit of poverty in, um, in terms of, you know, um, you know, any kind of forerunner type of ministry, you know, that you're trying to build. Um, you know, there's no, there's no lack in God. And, and so 
the 11 tribes, that was 110%. That's 10% times 11 going to one tribe. That's 90 for each tribe and 110% to the tribe of, 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 of the, the Levitical priests. And so when we look today at churches, we look today at prayer in the church, it's, it's, we, we probably, for a lot of our churches, we probably have two minutes of prayer on a Sunday morning. Maybe the, the, the prayer meeting is, uh, you know, throughout the week on a Tuesday morning at, at, at 7 a.m. It's the women that are coming out and thank God for the women, for the mothers and the grandmothers who have contended. But it's sometimes the lowest attended meeting in, in, in a church week in terms of, you know, scheduling. And, and so the beautiful thing about the house of prayer, I believe the church and the house of prayer um, are the same entity, but some houses of prayer are regional hubs where there, there's a natural ability innate into the structure for churches to gather in a place where they can come together and they can agree on the, the main foundational um, expressions of our faith. And so, um, so for the, investment of of the house into the house of prayer from the local body of christ and local churches is paramount simply because we are contending for prayer in the region we every week we pray for pastors we pray for churches we pray for ministries you know it's it's one thing to say god you've given me resources for my ministry but what about the ministries that you want me to partner with it's the only way we're going to get united. It's the only way, I, it's one of the ways I believe we're going to see revival is when people don't care whose name is on, on, on the program. People don't care who's hosting it. That people are just hungry for the man Jesus. And prayer is going to be the thing that God is going to unite us over. Amen. And it's uh, one of the main reasons why the, the house of prayer is so paramount for the church to be united in this day. Amen. Totally with you on that, Stephen. That's such a, a serious part of this Reformation. We've really got to pray for the local church to connect with the prayer houses. There's and no Acts 2 without Joel 2. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, last, last but not least, uh, when I was talking to Jonathan about the panel, he said, you must, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, you must have Catherine Edabai on, on this panel. And uh, sister, um, uh, jo um, I would we would like you to to speak to us about the fire of the Lord related to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, I greet you all, and I thank the Lord for this opportunity. Thank you for all the sharing about the Holy Spirit. I just posted uh, on the chat, I said uh, there's a need in our time to ignite the supernatural workings of the Holy Spirit as, as it was in the book of Acts through prayers and also support prayer houses. And um, yesterday as we were on the call, we, I mean on the Zoom, Zoom call, uh, with my group, we, we prayed with Acts chapter 4 verse 31. That, uh, that had to do with, you know, um, uh, a refilling of the Holy Spirit after they had prayed. And then the whole place was shaking and 
um, they were able to speak the word of God with boldness. So I just want to come um, in unison with the, uh, the other speakers that mission and prayers, they go together, but it would, um, the power of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit would only be in manifestation if we give ourselves in, onto more prayers and we support prayer workers and intercessors. Very, very important because they need encouragement. They're on the forefront. There is no mission without prayers. Nothing can be done without prayers. But even the move of the Holy Spirit would only be ignited by prayers. So um, what I would say is that for every one of us and in from every ministry in whatever ministry we represent let's try to do uh let's try as much as possible to encourage intercessors and you know um help them carry them along uh so that they would um be at the forefront doing more prayers so that the power of the holy spirit will be at work Amen. and of course one of the things that i will also add is this um the disciples they, they got baptized uh, in in chapter two of acts and things started to happen in chapter three there was the the healing of the par paralyzed and in chapter four there was the the persecution the threatening and chapter five and you know things started to happen but at each stage of what happened we the disciples were able to experience a renewing a refilling a new move of the holy spirit so i believe that for the holy spirit to be in action and um in every facet that is in every area of, um, of ministries, we need to ignite the fire by prayers and also being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So this is just my little contribution. I pray that the, the Lord will help us to um, give in more to prayers and also um, allow the Holy Spirit into all the different dimensions and different um, levels of our ministries discerning discerning how he wants us to go and you know um, allowing the freshness yeah Amen. thank you catherine thank you catherine yeah. john rob um based on what you've heard in in the discussion would you close us out and in particular would you lead us in a prayer especially for america especially for uh for us in in america um to get a deepest connection and sense to invite the children into the fold with everything that God is doing. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you that you stand ready to answer as you promised in these passages that we have reviewed, that you are ready. You are ready to deliver. And we need your deliverance right now all across this country and the division and the violence, the destruction we're witnessing. And in the midst of it, we ask you to raise up the children and the youth to play their part, 
that they will no longer be shunted off to Sunday school or their own programs, but that we will learn to pray with them, that we will learn to let you be God, seeking your face, praying out what you put on our hearts for our nation. Lord, we're crying out to you as representatives of the prayer movement of America on this call right now. We're crying out to you and asking for your intervention, and we're asking, yes, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in ways we could not have dreamed. So, Lord, fulfill your great purposes in mercy, in love, and in deliverance for America, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank Amen. you. Thank you, John.